Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Show here on Buzzing Patea, the show where we talk about things that are happening right here, right now, as well as general news, tips, information, and advice. Now, delighted that joining me today is Tony How the devil are you, sir? Good, mate. You're good. looking good? You're yeah. looking good? So, Thanks, do we mate. get this out of the way early, or should we leave it to later on? Go on. Give it to me. Give it to me. Right, so we've had this ongoing debate, right? I think he looks like Alan Minter. He's trying to big himself up as Antonio Banderas. Give me now, a break. <laughs> And we have this, we have this crack all the time. It's brilliant. So come on, guys. Before we get into talking about uh, what it's like here owning the bar and, and some of the problems that, that Tony's facing and uh, you know the situation that we're in right now, Antonio Banderas Tell or me. Alan Minter? Google it. Have a look at the pictures now. Tell me which or one. Or Jeff Fennick. Je oh yeah, you mentioned Jeff Fennick. Jeff Fennick for yeah. all the Aussies out there. But what I'm disappointed about is you're getting Alan Minter, Antonio Banderas, Jeff Fennick. I get the sloth. Or from the Goonies, well, you know, well, it's, you not, know, it's not well, good, mate. Change your hairstyle, mate. <laughs> I need more than a haircut. <laughs> anyway, it's, I'm great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, mate. I want to talk to you a lot about, about the Sweets Lounge, which is your business here. Yeah. Uh, but before we go into that, tell me a bit about yourself. Tony. Like, when did you first come out? Where, where are you from? I'm from Australia, uh, but I worked in the oil and gas industry um, for about 10 years in uh, Pacific Islands. Okay, oh nice. nice. And um, I, I decided to come here 2017 and uh, I thought it was a good idea to open a bar. But, <laughs> but... Uh, and you still got your hair. <laughs> I know, shocking. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's a tough gig owning mm. a bar. So, um, yeah, I came here to semi-retire and uh, and just sort of have the bar as a bit of a hobby, really. So now you're working harder now than what you were when you were actually exactly. working. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I know, it's 24-7. It is, Never yeah. stops. A lot of people don't realise that. A lot of people perceive the bar life as being really easy and all the rest of it. We'll talk about that in a lot more detail in a bit. In terms of coming here, so you first came to Thailand? Uh, oh, probably back in... Um, uh, early 2000s. Okay. Um, but but, bit, but I was working in the oil and gas industry, so I was just coming and going, working yeah. go, working overseas, coming back, um, all that sort of stuff. So, um, but I, I moved here in 2017, bought the shop, and yeah. And the rest, as we say, is history. Exactly. Yeah. So when you first came to Mateo, what did you make of it? I loved it, like everybody does. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, it's a beautiful place. It's paradise, you know. Um, but And there's a lot more to Pattaya than you. just the bar Thank scene you. and, you know, what's around Soybel Cow or Walking Street or uh, Soy Six or, you know, like once you get, get yourself out of Pattaya, you you know, there's places uh, not too far away. Gang to Ko Chang um, yeah. tomorrow, yeah. Uh, now that I've got a bit of time on my hands. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of other things to do apart from just the bar scene. I must admit, I'm really pleased you said that because I say this all the time. I say, guys, you know, you come here, you can party hard, no dramas. You can do it 24-7 if you really want. If you really want it. But there is, like you said, so much more to this wonderful city. And like yeah. you say, you know, Ko Chang, even go to Ko Lan, you know, Ko Si Chang up the road. There's so yeah. many different places yeah. over on the east side of Patea, golf, all these kind of things yeah, that, yeah. you know, you can really go out and, and experience and enjoy. Yeah. And I know you like your riding, so you're off on a journey, aren't you? You're off on a yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Now, now that uh, I've got a bit of uh, time on my hands, um, I'm going to spend a bit of time doing the things I, I wanted to do before when I, I didn't really have time because the bar was open. 
Yeah, you're actually going to do what you set out to do when you first come here. Exactly. Exactly. Like you've done. Exactly. I mean, I want to talk about the bar scene, and, and that's the reason why we're here today, guys. You know, a lot of people watching these videos and come out here perceive the bar owner, the bar manager, the you know, the bar scene to be a breeze, to be like, oh, it's easy, just go out there, get yourself a load of girls, open the bar, the job's done, and, it, and it's easy. And I know through our friendship here that you've experienced some very, very tough times, which you've kindly agreed to share with us here today. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of, let, let's start from the beginning. When you first opened the bar, what was your hardest point of the bar? When you first opened, what was the hardest ob uh, obstacle you had to overcome? Mm, probably, um the regulate I mean that was back in 2017 yeah. so if we're talking back then just the regulations and the amount of uh, time and money you spend on on getting all the certificates and licenses and you know it's not just one license yeah. it's yeah. you know you've got to have a license for music you can have a license for this um, the government introduced another certificate you've got to have to pay alcohol tax right um, and there's a whole heap of things involved in Having a having a bar that you just you just think oh I'll just open a bar. Mm. It's not like that. What was it like surrounding yourself by women? Um, it's I mean now it's kind of like you know people think I've I've got the the, the dream life, but it's kind of yeah. like um, when it's there all the time you don't really sort of take much you, you kind of take it for granted I suppose. Mm. But um, uh, yeah, it's it's okay I guess. But I mean yeah. you've you've gone from one side of the fence to the completely opposite side of the fence because obviously you came here as a, as a customer yep. so you're walking around enjoying I think, mo I think most people do yeah enjoying what you perceive oh he's got it easy that guy there. Look, he's, he's surrounding himself by girls he's running the bar easy dream yep. to then sitting there the other side of the fence going oh man yeah, they're, yeah. they're arguing yeah. between each other yeah. they're falling out with each yeah, other yeah. they're bickering I mean how, yeah. how difficult is it because I think from our perspective especially when you're from like you're not from Thailand I think our working environments are very regimented. We don't have time for that. That's you right. listen, guys. If you've got a dispute, you take it away from work. You're here to work. Yep. They bring it into work here, and then you have to manage that. I mean, how difficult has that been? I mean, managing the, the girls are the most difficult. You know, the, getting all the regulations and all that sort of stuff. Right. That, that's starting out. That's probably the hardest thing. But once you get into actually running it, the girls are obviously the most difficult aspect of it you know like getting stock and uh, and uh, fixing you know air conditioners all that sort of stuff that's one part of it but actually managing the girls and keeping them all happy and um, very very difficult I'm laughing because I'm looking at your face while you're saying it and you got to do the oh god and I've got to do that <laughs> and yeah. you're still smiling oh it's all right I mean <laughs> I mean have a look around this you know yeah how could you not be happy absolutely so things were going good to start with open the bar, everything's all good, obviously, before the situation we've been in over the last two years. Obviously, no one could have ever predicted what we've just been through. Yeah. When you first opened and you first started, in terms of your expectations, how did you think things were going? Were you happy with the procedure, the way it was progressing, or? What do you mean? So uh, when you opened your bar first? First, oh, there. it was fantastic. I, I mean, I, I, got a, I got a real bargain in soy honey. Um, it, was, it was just the dream um, deal, really. Um, bought it from a guy who was desperate to leave and um, and the first few months were unbelievable. I just thought, wow, this, how good is this? Um, <laughs> but pretty much ever since then, it's just slowly got in worse and, you know, slowed down more and more. I don't know whether that's more competition or um, change in regulations by the, the government or, um, 
you know, uh, currency exchange, for example. I mean, guys were losing, I remember back in the day, um, even for the Australian dollar, we were getting like 30, 30 baht to the dollar, but then it went down to 20, which is like, you know, mm, it's a 30% drop, yeah. which is a lot. Yeah. Um, so all of those things combined, it just sort of slowly um, dropped off until obviously COVID and mm. then last year basically closed for almost the entire year. Mm. So you closed for the year, obviously you must be sitting there thinking to yourself, well, it's got to end eventually. Yeah. And when it ends eventually, hopefully we'll pick up and we'll, we'll carry on from where we left off. Mm. Obviously there was going to be some teething problems once the situation we were in was over. Yep. And that's what's led us today to talking because it's been a tremendously difficult time, hasn't mm. it? Since, oh, since right. the yeah, restrictions yeah. are being re uh, released, and yeah, yeah. you know, now you're in a situation where there's girls, etc., issues. I mean, tell me about the situation we're in right now. Uh, well, we're going to close uh, temporarily for a couple of months, just to sort of um, allow more tourists to come back, because the situation at the moment is. Um, there's a lot of bars opening, you know, people have been closed for a very long time um, and they're desperate to open. Mm. Um, but um, with all the businesses opening and some big clubs, some new clubs, a lot of places have renovated and, you know, some fantastic places to go. But the problem is that you end up diluting the, the, the few tourists that are coming. Sure. Um, yeah, there's just not, there's not as many as what you know, a place like Patty and Needs to really sort of, you know, get it up and running again. How hard has it been to find girls to come and work in the bar? Because obviously, you know, they've all went back home. Yeah, well, yeah. Ninety-five percent went back home. A few stayed here, but then they're now coming back. And I guess, it, am I right in saying that it, maybe the pendulum swung in their direction now because they're the ones saying, "Well, listen, guys, you need us to work in your bar. So what are you going to pay me?" What's well, it all well, about? a few things have happened during the pandemic they found a lot of other ways to make money, uh, whether it be selling things online, whether it be, uh, you know, their Facebook profile or whatever it was. Um, so they've made other ways to make money, which is easier than, you know, working in a bar, sure. drinking every day um, and whatever. Um, so you can get girls to work for you, but yeah, they are commanding uh, a lot more money uh, for their salaries and, you know, um, to be fair, uh, their cost of living has gone up as well. Yep. So, yep. you know, um, fertilizer's gone up. Um, you know, back in the farm, uh, fuel's gone up. And, you know, so their expenses have gone up. So they, you know, they need their salaries to go up. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough with the, with the girls and with the bigger clubs opening, uh, a, a lot of places paying more than what they, they did before. To um, to get more girls to work in their club, um, so you've got a, you've got big clubs with a lot of girls, um, and not so many customers, but um, they're willing to to pay the money to have the girls you know fill their room up. I think one of the things that must be hard as well, and I think maybe people that are not in the bar industry won't maybe necessarily appreciate so much is when you do have the girls with you, when you have your your mama san and your girls. It isn't necessarily just work. It's more of a family. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah, they, yeah. They, they look at you as like the yeah, big yeah. boss and like papa and all that. And then yeah. they look at the mama saying, you know, yeah. mama and mare, what they call a mare. But yeah, yeah. I mean, emotionally, how difficult has it been to say to yourself, do you know what? It isn't working right now. Mm. It's not to say it's not going to work in the future. It's yeah, just yeah. we need to have a little little pause yeah, and yeah. just reset. Yeah. How hard has it been to, to tell that to the girls? That's well, well, that's the hardest thing. I mean, 
yeah, you essentially become like their uh, their you know father figure or whatever, mm. and they look up to you. And uh, you know, when times are tough, you're the one that has to take money out of your pocket and help them out. Yep. And you know, they, they, somebody in the family has an illness or whatever. It actually reminds me of Papua New Guinea uh, a lot when I when I was working there. The sort of culture and the you know the 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 employer becomes like the father figure or okay. the, the person responsible for for taking care of the family's, uh, you know, medical, yeah, whatever. Um, all sorts of things come up. Um, and, you know, that's fine when you've got one or two kids, but when you've got, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, you know, it gets to be a bit of a problem. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, talking to problems, I mean, without going into specifics and details, I mean, what's been the hardest aspect of, of owning a bar in terms of with the girls because obviously you know I know myself I've lived here 10 years mm. I, I work in this industry so I do know of some like you say this has happened that's happened this is happening you think oh god what's been some of the hardest situations you've had to get your head around and look back and go damn really is that really what you're going to present with me right now <laughs> uh, hardest situations I, I think well probably COVID and Actually, managing the the closure wasn't so bad, but the reopening has probably been the the toughest thing in the whole. Um, you know, in, in the five years I've had the bar, reopening, um, which everybody's been very excited about, yeah, but has been very difficult. So yeah, it's it's um, hasn't been an easy time. I must admit. Obviously, you know, we come into your bar and, you know, the guys that have been on the bar calls that we've had a fantastic time. Mm. You know, you really do have a lovely, a lovely bar and a great set of girls. So for you to make the decision and say, look, we've got to just hold on for a bit. It's mm. not the right time right now. There's too much going on, like you mentioned. Mm. It must be a really bitter pill to swallow. Oh, it's not. A, you know, I mean, um, you've got to know when to, when to, what's that saying? Know when to hold them, know when to fold them. You know, oh, I, I, um, he, he's showing his hand uh, now. <laughs> that, no, that's um, who was it? Kenny Rogers, I think. Anyway, uh, Alan Minter, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway, um, it wasn't Antonio Banderas. Uh, no, no, it definitely wasn't. No, um, you've just got to know when the right time. And, and right now, um, uh, in terms of my own personal, uh, you know, being separated from my family mm. uh, back home for a long period of time, I've got to go back and deal with things there. Um, the low tourist numbers that are here, the shortage of girls, the you know like the, 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 the just the whole situation. I mean, it's just it's it's, uh, it's the right time just to pull back and just go. You know what? I think I'll just take a couple of months off and uh, reassess, see what the market's doing, and um, you know, I mean, you see every day. Um, mm. there, there are clubs, clubs opening every day, like big clubs. Yeah, yeah. And you know, they just. They just draw so much attention. When a new bar or a club uh, opens up, they draw so much attention, and the ones that have been open for six months or whatever, they sort of got, they get forgotten about, and um, yeah, it's just a very competitive market. Mm. So um, that's why I've made the decision to, to sort of slow down a little bit. I'll take a couple of months off. I think just two months at this stage, but I'll just let two months uh, go by and then we'll reassess and see what see what's happening. I think what you said there was really important that, that there is a lot of new places open here. Mm. And it seems to me, and I don't know if you agree with me here on this, Tony, but it seems to me that some places are gonna open irrespective. Of and course. they've got they've got a, a big bank roll that they some, can say, Do you some know what? guys we'll have got a massive 
uh, a massive uh, financial backing, you mm. know, and, and the bigger clubs, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I've got a couple of friends that own the bigger clubs. They seem to be doing okay. The smaller bars like mine in Soy Honey um, don't get the, the patronage that we used to get before COVID. Um, I think that'll come back, but it'll just be, this reopening is going to be, it's not like flicking a switch yeah. and all of a sudden yeah. the lights come on and everything's, you know, wonderful again. It's going to take a period of time. And I think one of the biggest issues also is because people have been locked down for so long, uh, you know, almost two years of lockdowns, they, they, they kind of want to stay at home now. They, you know, they, they, before they were uh, traveling a lot because that was their habit, but now their habit has been to stay at home and they're more reluctant to jump on a plane and, you know. Mm. I must admit, like a lot of the feedback we get, particularly like through Discord and comments on, on our YouTube channel, is a lot of people, even though there are still plenty of people coming out here and, and traveling, and they still have a fantastic time. Yeah. But what I have found and noticed is a lot of people say, well, do you know what, when, when the final restrictions are over, yeah. then we're going to do it. That's right. Then we're going to tra yeah, travel yeah. freely. We're yeah, not yeah. still prepared to accept some of the restrictions. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, looking from the outside in, it's easy for us, we're sat here, but for those that are not here that want to come over, it is a lot to ask. There are still a lot of hoops to jump through. There's still a lot of uncertainty. Mm. And of course, the dreaded red flag has to be, oh, you're positive. Mm. No, of course. And the whole, yeah, yeah. you know, your whole I mean, holiday. I, I get it. That's the reason I haven't uh, traveled anywhere for the last 18 months. I've, yeah. You know, and before every three months, I would go somewhere, Singapore or Vietnam or, you know, I'd, I'd travel to different places just to sort of have a change of scenery, even for a week. Yeah. But I'm reluctant to do that because... Uh, I got stuck in another country during COVID and I don't really want to sort of go through that again, so. Yeah, don't blame you. Yeah. It can't be nice to sit there. I mean, I know people have come over here and sadly they've tested positive. Next thing it's right, that's it, in isolation you go, 10 days, that's lots right. of money, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate and understand yeah. their situation. Yeah. So you're going to shut for two months yep. and review it in two months' time. Yep. And then we'll have a look at where you are and what your decision process will be moving on. So the next two months, what's on your agenda? Where are you going to go? Co-Chang uh, tomorrow on my bike, uh, touring bike, and then probably up to, um, I've always wanted to visit uh, up north, uh, Chiang Rai, oh, yeah, and Chiang Rai, uh, yeah, do all that sort of stuff. I know it's not the perfect time of the year to do it because it's a little bit warm, yeah. um, wet season, uh, all yeah. that sort of stuff. That's the rain last night, my lord. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just going to do some of the things you can't do when you own a bar because it's literally, a, you know, owning a bar is like a living, breathing, it, it's like having a baby. You can't leave it alone for a minute. You, you're always giving it some attention or there's always something that needs to be fixed or a problem that needs to be resolved or... So, uh, yeah, I'm going to spend the next couple of months doing that. So when you come back, you're going to have long hair and chilled out? <laughs> Maybe. I, I will, you won't. <laughs> oh, that was nasty. When that was a... All right, well, listen, it's been brilliant to talk to you. Before we finish up, I've just got a couple of questions I'd like to ask you. Okay. So we've got someone watching the channel right now, yep. and they've never been out here before, never, never know what to expect, but they are going to come out here right now. Yep. What would be your words of wisdom to them? Someone that's coming here for the very first time that's going to land tomorrow, and I say, listen, son, put your cases down, sit down with Alan and have a chat. Just come and enjoy yourself. I mean, don't, don't let all the sort of uh, the, the, the bad news or whatever sort of uh, clouds your mind or whatever. Just come here, 
have a good time. I mean, Pattaya is a brilliant place, um, and it was even a brilliant place during the, the lockdowns. It was just obviously the regulations. Um, but uh, just come and have a good time and um, you know, go with the flow. Absolutely. I mean, and, and that's a really important point there that Tony said there is that if you are coming out here, there is a lot of doom and gloomers, there's a lot of negativity. People saying, oh, it's not the same as it used to be. Well, nowhere's the same as exactly. it used to be. Yeah, exactly. Nowhere's the same as it was before. Um, everything has changed, but you know, for me, change is good. So um, change can be a good thing. Uh, so just come here with an open mind, positive mindset, and you will have a good time, guaranteed. Absolutely. I must admit, I think now's probably one of the best times. Yeah, Purely it, because the ratio is in, in their favour, so you're absolutely. like, wow, yeah, you yeah. the sweet shop. Yeah, yeah, and there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, new clubs open, uh, renovated cl clubs. Yep. Yeah. A lot of places renovated during the uh, the lockdown, so um, everything looks really nice. It's just um, as a business owner, it's just a difficult time. So, but from your perspective, come Get and enjoy yourself. There. Get yourself out here. Yeah. Last question then. So you've been through the grinder. You've come here as a as a happy-go-lucky tourist. Then you dived into the bar scene. Now you're sitting here thinking, "Oh my lord." Question has to be then. Roll the clock back. Would you do it all again? Yeah, probably. Would you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> He's no, a glutton for punishment. I've had some really good times, and I always say to people, the best thing about having any business in a place like Patia is the people you've met. Yeah. yeah. And I've met some amazing people over the years, and I continue, even now, um, I still meet some incredible people, um, and yeah, I wouldn't. You know, obviously, life, you know, I hate that expression, life is a journey. Yeah. But it really is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, my man. Thank you so much, indeed. All right, mate. Guys, listen, when things do reopen, obviously, we'll keep you notified and we'll update you on Discord, etc. Um, but come down, you know, when, when Tony does return from his travels and he does finish off uh, traveling around, etc., and reopens, you know, honestly, we've had some fantastic times in the Sweets Lounge. We really have. It's been brilliant, absolutely top place. Come down and say hello. I will let you know on that. And don't forget, Alan Minter, come on, come on. <laughs> you got to back me up, guys. Don't float his boat with Antonio Bandera. I've gone from a proper boxer to, oh, I, I'm a superstar. Jeff Fennick. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Jeff Fennick, yeah, I'll uh, give you that one. Yeah. I'll give you that. All right, well, that's it from us today, guys. I hope you've enjoyed the chat. Like I say, it's been fantastic chatting with Tony. He really is a lovely guy. And, uh, you know, I wish you all the best. Thanks, uh, And I look forward to seeing you when you open those doors again. Appreciate it. All right, that's it from us, guys. Thank you very much for watching. Please, as always, remember, hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when I bring out a new video. Check out Discord, okay? On Discord, we've got all the photos of all the girls in all the bars, loads of information. It's completely free to join. 16,000 members on there now. So get yourself across there, have a look. And uh, when, uh, when Tony does get back, I'll push him on there and say, come on, get on there and uh, share us some more of your fantastic stories. All right, that's it from us, guys. Thank you very much for watching. And as always, please, wherever you are in the world, stay safe.